0: Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. It's Roscoe here, your host, and today I have a very special guest. It's actually a returning guest. It's Will Watt, Editor-in-Chief of Caddy. Yes, you know the guys at Caddy. Well, they've been very busy working on a side project, and that side project turned up in my mail the other day in the form of a beautiful coffee table book by the name of Lofted. Lofted is a production by the team at Caddy, and it features articles from a whole host of Caddy volumes. Volume 1, which you can no longer get. Volume 2, which I believe is also sold out. Volume Three, Four, Five, and 6. There's articles in there, some of the favourites of the fans, some of the favourites of the team at Caddy that you can see. But it's all bound up in a beautiful, hard-backed, bound, wonderful coffee table book. Now, I was very, very fortunate to get a very early copy of this. I was very fortunate to be able to sit down and chat to Will about it, and we talk about that now. We also talk about a little bit of what's happening with Caddy, and you should go and have a look at the uh, the Lofted uh, book. It is out on August 5th. It's published by Hardy Grant. In the show notes, there is a link where you can go and buy Lofted. If you're in the UK or you're in America, it will take you to the best place for you to get that in your region. So it's very convenient, but if you are golf content consumers like I am and you like a good coffee table book, well, then this is a must-have. This will sit in my library, small but meaningful library to me, and it will sit alongside my volumes of Caddy, and it will sit alongside some of my other favourite golf booklets or books, magazines, whatever forms my library, but you should have this, Lofted, Remarkable and Far-Flung Adventures from the Modern Golfer. Listen to the podcast. Great to catch up with Will. He is one of the great guys of the golfing landscape here in Australia. Always a privilege for me to be able to get some of his time. Enjoy the episode. Look forward to speaking to you next time on the My Love of Golf podcast. Will Watt from Caddy, welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast. How are you, sir? We're
1: awesome. Doing really well. Thanks thanks for having me on, and um, it's great to, great to be back.
0: It's excellent to see you. Um, probably been a few months since we caught up. I think last we saw each other was maybe down at Kingston Heath. We had a little bit of an afternoon uh, get-together down there with a few uh, of your colleagues from the golfing world, and that was great to see you then obviously the world's changed a lot uh in that time i think that was maybe february and then march we all all know what's happened since then and it's affected you and your world as much if not more than anybody but uh i believe that you have been up to some great work and some uh put out a, a wonderful project which we're going to talk about today now how have you been
1: yeah been um been going pretty well considering uh the the craziness that's swirling around us i suppose it's um a chance for us to uh, take a break and embrace the slow life a little bit more, I suppose. Uh, We, we had a lot of plans from that time we met, we last met up in February through to now that have fallen through or been postponed. And, um, a lot of them were, very exciting stories and and collaborations that we were doing with Caddy, but um, at the same time, kind of looking back on those things, if we'd done all of them, I think I'd be pretty exhausted talking to you right now. But um, as it is, I'm feeling pretty fresh, and um, we've got plenty going on as it is, so it's uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. Look, I can um, only from I, our point of view.
0: I can only imagine that a lot of those projects are just on hold. They're not cancelled. They'll just move to another another schedule, another time slot, you know, in the in the future. And I can't wait to see. Uh, what's installed there by the sounds of uh, things you have been working fairly hard still and uh, I, in my hands i have a a beautiful uh, and i'm not sure of any other adjectives more than uh, that i'd rather use than beautiful it is a beautiful feeling beautiful looking hardbound book tell us about lofted will this is beautiful
1: yeah it's it's pretty um, pretty special thing isn't it we're um, it's uh, been under wraps for a while as i mentioned in the Pre show there. It's uh, you're one of the first to get your hands on it. So it's, um, and you're, I'm the first to, uh, you're the first person I've spoken to about it. So it's uh, exciting to start getting the word out. It's a project that we've been working on for at least a year now um, since we first met up with our publishers, Hardy Grant. And it was a, an idea that sort of came about. We get at least half a dozen emails a week for people wanting to get hold of Volume 1. Um, which has been sold out now for two years and uh, now we're also sold out of volume two and three Um, so there's a lot of caddy story and we don't um, have a lot of those stories online either so there's a lot of caddy stories that are kind of locked away and and people can't even access them anymore Um, so we started thinking about you know do we do a reprint of volume one but that that's something that um you know doesn't really suit our style to kind of go back and and revisit things in that way. And we started looking at, you know, once you have the, the stack of caddies sitting there and you look in um, all the stories that have been built up over four years now, we thought it'd be cool to do a compilation where we brought together our favorite stories from from all of those issues and and put them in a really nice book. We took that to Hardy Grant as an idea and and they were on board pretty much straight away. They said, we love it. Let's do it. How can we how can we work with you on this? And yeah, signed a signed a book deal back in I uh, would have been end of last year. Started the process of putting together. Yeah, something that I think's really beautiful and um, really proud of how the the final book has come together. I think we're at two hundred and eighty odd pages of full color. Beautiful matte paper, hard cover with beautiful embossing on the front. And yeah, it's it's, uh, it's not something I ever planned to do is release a, a book as part of the Caddy Project. But um, now that we have, it's it really fits in with what we are all about. And um, I think people are going to really enjoy it, especially in the, the times that we're in where you've got a bit of time on your hands and maybe do a bit of um, travel from the couch.
0: Well, I've talked about it on a previous episodes with different people in different uh, ways, but yeah, living our current life and not being able to travel, you know, me not being able to go to Scotland, for example, and see family and play golf and do all that fun stuff that I love to do every 18 months or so. Things like this is all we got, mate. You know, we, we look up to uh, people like yourself who are able to create such wonderful images and uh, such wonderful products uh, now to, for us to, to use. And Lofted is going to hit the stands using publisher terms is that is that the right term to use hit the stands hit the hit the stores hit the online stores when when is it going to uh, release mate
1: uh august 5th is the release date uh, it does hit the stands but um i'm not sure if people can actually go into yeah, many right. of the stands at the moment but um one of the advantages of working with a publisher is that it will be in um, bookstores around the world so that's um very exciting sort of in barnes noble and all the the big ones are over in the US as well as um, all the big stores in Australia that you'd, you'd know about, um, and then also again on Amazon.com and um, all the big online retailers as well. So uh, it'll be very easy to find uh, wherever you wherever you normally find books, I guess. Yeah.
0: Now, at the start, I did say welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast. You have been a previous guest. It was in May last year. So if you do want to learn of the the caddy. Story and Will's journey into now being a publisher. You can go back and listen to that episode, and I, and I do employ you to do that. It was a very good one, and I learned a lot about Will, Caddy, and his team uh, in doing that interview. And it's been one of the most downloaded uh, interviews that we've done. But when you mentioned book deal, you know, when I heard those words just come. You know, across the speaker, then I thought, wow, you know, that book deal—you know, that's that's the real deal. That's the big time, and and I think you just mentioned that you didn't ever expect to have a book deal. But can you think back to that time when you were standing around the fire or wherever it was at a music festival with all the guys that you're currently working with, and now you've got a book deal? How does it, how does that make you feel?
1: Uh, it's 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 great. Yeah, it's not as I said, it's not something we ever planned. Um, to come out of the Caddy project. It really was, like you say, a, an idea up on a hill at a music festival that um, then became a, a physical product in the in the Caddy magazine, Volume 1, all, back all those four years ago. Um, and yet yeah, to see that kind of, I mean, we've learned a lot throughout that process in, in terms of publishing and, and writing and Photography and every everything that we do has been a learning process throughout that time, and I think we're getting better at all of those aspects. But then, for for that to then get, I guess, some recognition and a bit of um, bit of yeah recognition, I guess that um, what we're doing is of the of the level of quality that we kind of hope that it was. Yeah. Um, for it to be recognised um, by by a publisher uh, in that way was fantastic, and it's a nice kind of uh, reward, I guess, for a lot of hard work to have then being able to put that together and say, look, this is something that we think is good. And then a publisher say, yeah, we, we would love to kind of support you in that. So yeah, it's been very rewarding. Um, and I think for the whole team behind Caddy, it's been a bit of a bit of a pat on the back, I guess, for four years of kind of grinding away, doing our own, own thing and, and self-publishing, which is not an easy thing to do by any means.
0: How would you describe it? Have you got the copy there in front of you? Just for the benefit, yep, we yep, might make a little bit copy. Hold it up to the camera there. So uh, so we might put a little video out there and you can see it's you know, a thick, hardbound, hardcover, editorial and image-based... Do you call it a coffee table book? Is that the right vernacular to use?
1: It's- oh, yeah, this would, this would look... Pretty it, damn
0: good on your coffee it, well, table. In, in the last few days that it's been uh, sitting in my house since uh, I was very very kindly received it, it has been sitting on a coffee table and it looks magnificent. It's not only stories from uh, Caddy volumes that have sold out, is it? it? There's a few other stories in there that I think from uh, some other magazine, other other volumes?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's from all... It's actually, there's a story even from volume eight in here. So, yeah, all eight editions are featured. So there's... And it's not... Um, even though my name is on the f- the front of the thing, it's not just me in here. The um that was a publisher's decision. Apparently, kind of helps a lot for um sales off the shelves if it's just a very simple cover with, with just an author listed. But it's very much a collaborative book, so edited by the the whole Caddy team and with contributions from um, at least a dozen, I think, contributors over the years that we've had featured in Caddy. So yeah, very, very much a, um, compilation book. But one of the great things of working with Hardy grant was we, we kind of went to them with you know eight editions worth of, um, written and photography content and illustrations, uh, which is a lot for, to get your head around, you know, we're, we're talking at least 20,000 words per per issue of Caddy. Um, times that by uh, eight editions. It's a lot to um, digest. So they we, I, we didn't hear from them for uh, about two or three months after we kind of dumped all that on their lap and, and said, look, this is what we've got. How can we wrangle this into a book? Um, and, yeah, they went a bit quiet and then came back to us and, and they'd culled it down to um, what they felt was a very cohesive and um, a really good a really good um, range of different stories that covered the entire globe and also the entire gamut of golf experiences. We've got Andrew Quilty's story from Afghanistan, which I think we might have talked about yeah. last time. Um, kind of these, you know, in a, in a war-torn Kabul in Afghanistan, these guys meeting up at a little nine-hole course every week and, and playing on probably the roughest golf course you can imagine. Um, but the, the love of golf is there, and it gets them together and um, brings them some enjoyment all the way through to you know the billionaires' playground of Cape Kidnappers, with um, Julian Robinson's um, fortune kind of funding this amazing golf resort. Which you know it's not it's not super accessible, but geez, it's pretty cool to to read about. So there's the full gamut, and there's it covers the as many countries as we could fit into 280 pages.
0: Now, some of the contributors that you mentioned there before, some uh, young people that I've got to know through the journey who are, in my mind, standouts in their individual field, but not necessarily would you put their names against writing articles and that sort of thing, maybe, but uh, you've got Mike Cockings in there and he's, uh, we, we both know Mike pretty well by now and uh, obviously uh, a favourite of mine through his work down at Peninsula Kingswood and his, some of his artworks and drawings are in there. Uh, you know, his template hole article in there, that's one one that I like to refer back to, you know, the, the beer-rich greens. What are, what are your favourite? You know, I think we mentioned the Kabul article there. Is there any other sort of standout pieces in there that you just think this one couldn't miss?
1: So uh, one of my favourite kind of photography essays is from um, Christian Haffer. <laughs> you probably know from uh, yep. Instagram. Uh, he's now at um, golf.com. Um, but we were kind of the first to publish his work that I know of, at least in, in the golf world. And uh, we've got um, images from his honeymoon, actually, which is on the west coast of Ireland. And It's just a beautiful, beautiful series. It's even there's a, there's a spread there with uh, a, a real beaten up old Land Rover, and then this incredible, incredible road through the through the rocky mountainside of of Ireland. And um, yeah, I feel like that's a real, real nice adventurous. Um, story and and speaks to what Caddy's all about, you know, just out there exploring and, and finding finding new places. But having said that, the uh, the Sandbelt article as well, and you mentioned Mike Cocking there, we've got his beautiful watercolour work featuring his favourite holes and, and he also takes us through his favourite holes of each of the kind of eight famous um, or core Sandbelt courses. And then we've also got the Lion Loft illustrations of um, the course maps the, the real minimalist course maps which is almost like a thumbprint for each of the courses so it's been cool to see that article in particular where you've got um, our photography the, the thumbprints from lion loft the watercolors from mark cocking and and his um, breakdown of the holes and also some of the history of the sand belt as well so um, I think that's a really beautiful piece, particularly for international readers who w- wouldn't know the Sandbelt as well, and then also for, you know, locals who know the Sandbelt or know parts of it at least, and and can see it presented in this way. Um, and then probably the favourite story that we did was um, the Pokhara Nepal Himalayan golf course, which has come together again. Uh, that was way back, uh, Volume Two. We did that one where we rode around on motorbikes around Nepal and ended up at this, um, the world's highest golf course, I think it is. So when, and, when yeah, when, just a beautiful, beautiful when, trip.
0: When did you do Pokhara? Was that like 2016 or?
1: Yeah, November 2016, I believe. So w- we were launching Volume 1 at the time. The Kickstarter campaign for Volume 1 was live while we were in Nepal. So I remember checking it while we were at the hostel in um, Pokhara and Saying, you know, we've got two grand to go to get our get our uh, Kickstarter done, and if if we get it, we're away, and <laughs> this this will become a real story for the next issue. So that was a very exciting time, and um, it was a great trip with um, good friends as well.
0: Any dramas on that trip, mate?
1: Uh, yeah, there was I- plenty. Yeah, I mean, you've got six guys on Royal Enfield motorbikes, five of which. Don't have motorbike licences or have much of an idea of how to ride a motorbike, so it was. A, there were definitely a few, a few tumbles and tips throughout the trip. Nothing, uh, no broken bones or anything serious, um, but we we were all smiling uh, ear to ear at the end of that, knowing that we'd survived it.
0: Now, I, I certainly like the uh, Christian Hafer story. For me, having been to La Hinch. You know, when I saw that story and uh, it just really resonated with me. And it was probably, you know, talking about giving young uh, photographers and, and editorial people a start. You know, Christian really wasn't really a name back then. And did he did he reach out to you or did you reach out to him? How did you guys know each other? Because he's obviously gone on through, you know, his association with Eric and then now golf, uh, a Golf.com that he's working for now and, and a whole plethora of people. How did, how did the connection with Christian come about? Because I think a lot of people who listen to this will know Christian, but they might not necessarily know his very early connection back to, to you.
1: Yeah, he submitted a – we have a um, submissions page on our website mm-hmm. and he just submitted a story idea um, about a trip to Ireland and linked, linked through to a couple of photos from his trip. And I clicked on those photos and forwarded straight on to our photography editor, Dave, and I was like, have a look at these he was like yep let's uh let's get this story happening and got back to christian i was like mate these are these are incredible um we'd love to see more and he sent through the full full album from that trip and and we worked with him on getting those in into print and um it was uh, we dedicated i think thinking back to that edition now i think we gave 20 to 24 pages across to the that story because we felt the imagery was strong enough and we put it on, that was our first ever gloss section that we did in Caddy. I think it was volume three. So the previous two had just been all um, matte pages, Um, but we'd been, I'd come across a um, British journal of photography had um, come out that, that summer and they'd had this amazing gloss section where it was super shiny, um, really lush gloss, pages just um as one section of the magazine and i was like we could do that in caddy um as a really kind of special um point of difference for for one section of the magazine and we've kept that through ever since in every edition we have 16 pages that are gloss and we decided to do that for christian's story so those those photos really stood out in that edition whether it was you know i think christian was going to be making waves in the, the golf world either way, but um, we're certainly proud to have put him in print early on. And and I think he referred to that as the start of something back about a year ago now, when we kind of did a bit of a retrospective on on that story and posted some stuff, he he kind of acknowledged that was a way for him to kind of kick off um, into the golf world. So yeah, that was really cool. And, and you know, It's kind of great to see him now. I think he's the um, director of photography at golf.com. So it's been a very fast um, rise for him. And um, I think he is changing the way golf is presented on on a really large scale, which is fantastic. Like that's exactly why we started Caddy Magazine was to elevate the way golf is presented and perceived. Um, So to see that, um, to see Christians kind of doing that on on such a big scale is brilliant, and you know we'd love to see more more of that. And I kind of along that line, um, Lucas Michelle's um, featured in Volume Eight, and um, you know his a uh, very talented golfer, obviously having won the uh, the Mid-Am and hopefully going to Augusta um, off the back of that. But uh, also a very, very handy photographer, and and his writing is brilliant as well. So we've been pretty stoked to have him on board for Volume Eight, and um, kind of introduce him to the golf world as well. So um, that's something that we we love to do at Caddy is um, be that kind of stepping stone for people, and 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 provide an opportunity and a platform for um, young talented people to to get the word out there.
0: There does seem to be a growing pool of young, talented, artisan-type golf creator uh, cohort growing, especially in Melbourne, you know, you talk about Lucas and some of his friends and colleagues that he's hanging out with and they're they're all on, on a similar sort of, you know, journey i don't know not sure if that's the right term but uh you know talented in their own own ways you know and i refer to it as artisan or craft or do you have a better term for that culture of golf and the way that people are seeing and doing golf and interacting with golf and and creating different visions for golf you know when you look at lucas and maybe um young uh young 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 nick
1: yeah look it, i think it's really exciting time in golf and this is why why um you know three or four years ago we were like look there's so much more to the game and i think we're just starting to see that um come out and the a a little bit i think also has to do with um the ability of social media to be able to connect some of these people and encourage and and collaborate um through that but it's fantastic to see and it's just fresh voices coming coming to the game which is which were much needed and will only encourage more people to get interested in the game. I think it's it's bridging that divide between the uh, the kind of inner core of golf lovers, which is often from from an outsider's perspective a little bit, um, people find it difficult to understand why we love golf. I, I mentioned that in the forward mm. for Lofted. Uh, you know, they think we're crazy. We're out there. I mean, I was out playing in the rain out at Heelsville a couple of weeks ago, you know, and, ankle deep mud trudging around but we had a great time but um we met up with some people for drinks afterwards and they're like what were you guys doing out there it's just drizzling rain and cold and you know how are you and we're like oh it was great we had a great match and we came up the 18th and it was tight and you know hit a birdie and was, you know. <laughs> so um trying to explain that to people is often quite difficult um you know you you you're up at in the dark on a weekend you're Dodging snakes out in uh, on King Island, and there's people have all these gizmos and apps and and all the gear which you know about. So it's just how deep do you want to go? But I think trying to explain that and bridge that divide from the hardcore golfer to the person who doesn't play golf, a lot of this kind of fresh ideas and fresh content helps bridge bridge that divide because it creates a bit of interest and a bit of style that. Um, people who aren't necessarily mad about the game will then kind of latch on and that can be part of their gateway into the game.
0: Look, in terms of timing, you know, in doing what I do, I've seen a whole host of new people come to the game because they can't do their other chosen sport, you know, that their weekly sport, team sport of choices is, is cancelled and I've seen a whole load of people that really fit with what I think into that demographic of non-establishment Uh, type of people come to the game and I think there's just going to be a continued upsurge in in people looking for golf and and I guess if it's non-established you know in a non-establishment type form you know the traditional clubs traditional you know editorial they're going to be looking for a whole range of different content and I think you know Lofted and, and Caddy just sits beautifully in that space. What Caddy so obviously, you know we've got another six weeks of lockdown here, and you know that's global travel is a bit of a, a non-event at the moment. But what's next for, for Caddy? We've just tell, tell us about Volume Eight. That's just come out.
1: Yeah, so Volume Eight uh, launched about a month ago, uh, and it's been going great, guns. So yeah, as I mentioned, we've got um, Lucas, Michelle. Um, his report back from Sandhills, which he played, um, I'm not sure if it's before or after he won the Midam, But yeah, beautiful photography essay and, and written piece and review. Then we've got, uh, we did have a bit of a, we were able to time it so there's a bit of a lockdown theme to volume eight. Um, so the, the cover itself has got a, uh, a golfer in camouflage up against a hedge um, which is kind of our, our desperate golfer who snuck out onto the golf course <laughs> and, um, and and it, and had a round while it was banned here in Victoria at least. So you've, so got, him that in, was, you've got him in a,
0: a ghillie, what's it called, a ghillie suit? Is that what, what, like yeah, what, what a sniper, yeah, a, sniper a, would wear? Yeah, it's a genuine um,
1: British Army ghillie suit um, that our photographer Nicole Reid had on hand and had posted as part of um, her lockdown project and I thought that'd be That'd be a pretty cool way to bring that to Caddy. And um, yeah, it was, it was probably the first cover that we've actually kind of art directed from from the start and had a concept that we wanted on there. And, and it came to fruition um, really well. Nicole's a, an amazing photographer we've worked with on several issues in the past and she nailed it. So, yeah, it was pretty fun to do. It's mean, actually me and the ghillie suit. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm interested to know why Nicole would have a ghillie suit just tucked away in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't ask. No. But, um,
1: yeah, I guess it could come in handy. It yeah. did come in handy. Um, then we've got a beautiful piece on um, – I did a trip pri- pre-lockdown in um, November last year to Malaysia um, to the island of Langkawi. it's um, an Ernie Els golf course there and also it's kind of a story where the uh, the hotel kind of – took the uh took the cake over the golf course and um the, it's one of the most stunning resorts in the world actually the Thailand Langkawi so it's um it's not cheap but if you if you ever have a um a special occasion and a once in a lifetime trip you're looking at doing I'd highly recommend the uh Thailand Langkawi and the golf course nearby is kind of weaves through this ancient rainforest and also has ocean side holes so it's um also spectacular as as a as a break from the um, the resort luxury, I guess. Um, and then Manners Golf, who you might have seen, um, new brand out of the UK. Uh, they've sponsored Adam Wabi, who's the um, currently ranked fifth in the world rankings for golfers with a disability, um, and he's a he's a great guy. I actually, met him at the Presidents Cup; he was out here, um, and bumped into him um, just by the sixteenth green, and we had a Catch up, and he's a he's an awesome dude, and just always grinning and cracking jokes, and um, really loved catching up with him. So been wanting to do a story on him for a while. And um, Manners had done a beautiful photo shoot with him out at uh, Wentworth in uh, in the UK. Um, so um, that's a, that's a great piece and interview with him profile piece. And then Nick Mills, who mentioned earlier, has done a, um, a concept piece on. The Gawa Youth Club, which is a, uh, a cool idea for a course in um, Osaka on the banks of the Yodo River, which is kind of a, a one of the only open spaces left in Osaka is this um, flood plain area on the banks of the river. So Nick's designed this course that can be um, kind of work around the flooding and actually um, be quite flexible to change if the, the topography of the land there changes due to the, the annual flooding of the river. So that was a really cool piece and Nick's done some um, some cool maps and um, used some of his landscape architecture skills to, to bring that to life. Do you Want me to keep going through the whole yeah, issue here, mate? No, so no, I don't mate, want to no, ramble. No,
0: mate, as well. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I actually haven't, uh, I haven't seen it, mate. So I apologise in advance. But uh, yeah, what, what's, what's your next, we'll, uh, next favourite? It'll be
1: story? with you next week. Um, we've had some shipping delays as due to the the virus, has been a bit of a nightmare out there for all deliveries. Um, but yeah, uh, Yangtze Junes as well. So Ashley made from OCM um, wrote a piece for us, and uh, Nick from Swing Media provided some of the beautiful photography. Um, work that he does um, for this piece. So Ash kind of takes us behind the scenes on um, what that project was like to work on working within China and um, working with locals there and, and, and that experience. So we've got real insider's view on building that course and, and some of the things they learnt about working in China.
0: Just on, on Ashley there, so for for those listening, you know, he's, he's the lesser spoken about partner in OCM, so Ogilvy, Cocking and uh, Mead. And um, it, locally, I believe, Ash has been largely responsible for the work down at the, at Lonsdale, which just looks absolutely sensational. So I can't wait to see uh, the, the angsty, um story. I can't wait to see uh, Nick's imagery uh, from AirSwing Media, another friend of the My Love of Golf podcast. But it sounds fabulous. What, what about moving forward? Obviously, difficult times. We mentioned that. Don't need to go cover that. But you know, is there a snip? Can you give us a bit of an insight into... You know what? When we can travel again, what it looks like for you, without giving away any of your uh, destination or venue secrets. But what are you, what's what's in the big the big picture?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, Lonsdale Golf Club there, so we're definitely hoping to do a story on that um, once it opens up. Um, so that's looking like later in the year. So um, we'll be working with Ashley on getting the inside word on some of the uh, design. Uh, that's gone in there. It's pretty exciting for a lot of the golf nerds in Victoria uh, coming together with the uh, kind of geometric greens and a bit of that kind of Rainer-esque style that's um, been implemented down there. So that, that's going to be a cool one, I reckon. Um, and then we've, we're working on a... So, yeah, obviously, we can't fly anywhere or at least by the time um, we're, we're gathering content for Volume 9, um, we'll be able to at least leave the city. Um, but, uh, we've got some, uh, exciting stories coming together, um, along the coastlines of of Australia. I can't say too much more, but, um, yeah, that'll be our, uh, one of our major feature stories. And then we've, uh, even, um, through volume eight, um, there were a lot of stories there that we had hoped to travel to do, but we weren't able to do it. So, um, we're leaning more on our um, contributors to yeah. um, you know bring their perspective to the mag you know in the past we would produce probably at least half of each edition that's dropping down now probably to a quarter to a third and then um, opening up our pages to contributors so uh, we've got um, plenty plenty in the works um, it's just a matter of curating and, and finding um, a focus focus for the issue like with volume 8 we obviously had the kind of lockdown idea, but um volume nine will be could be more of a, a road trip style edition.
0: Now for the contributors, if people listen to this from overseas and they think, well I could contribute, what, what are your what are your top five requirements of a contributor? Or what would you say to someone who has an, an idea I could help? I'm over here in Scotland, Ireland, south of England, wherever? What would you say to them?
1: So we definitely need something a little bit different. So it's we're looking for a celebration of the game, I guess, is is the kind of starting point, but it needs to either be educational, um, quirky, character driven, something that is a little bit unexpected, I guess. Uh, when you when you flick onto a, a caddy article, it, you never want to just flick the page and just read uh, a boring old review of a golf course. It's got to be. Um, there's got to be a, a hook there that is interesting and unexpected. Yeah, as I said. So and down to worth, authentic is is critical as well. We don't we don't publish anything that's tricked up or you know looks like it's got uh, got a, an agenda. I guess it's yeah. we just want you know the real authentic stories from out there. And if it's clear, it's uh, conversational and accessible, then that that's the kind of writing style we're looking for. On the on the visual side of things, we're we're pretty picky and um, uh, obsessed over photography. So that's that has been a, a challenge in the past. We've had some amazing written articles come in, and we haven't been able to find any visuals to go with it. That doesn't completely preclude it from being in there, but you know we do have to keep the style of the magazine, um, with a, it does have a heavy visual emphasis. So. We have commissioned illustrators in the past to accompany a piece and we did that in volume eight with um, Paul Verhoeven's piece on, um, did a piece on would it be better to play golf in uh, the Star Wars universe or the Star Trek universe. Um, so obviously hard to find any photography for that. <laughs> so um, we actually had Christopher Cavi from Cabby Design, you might know, do a, a beautiful little illustration for that piece. So it um, doesn't have to have photography with it, but um, it definitely helps and, um, again, with the photography, you kind of we're looking for something a bit different and a bit a bit edgy. So, yeah, that's hopefully that gives a bit of an idea. But we do have a page on the website um, and uh, contribute, so it's katie. caddy slash contribute, and we offer a bit of a an insight there into what we're looking for and a bit more information about story length and um, how to submit some some photography examples as well.
0: Mate, just before we, we sign off, we did some work together there on your uh, bushfire appeal, which was uh, very commendable of you to go out there and use your voice and uh, the network to raise some funds back in a different challenging time of this year, in the bushfire time. Was it five years ago, <laughs> No, yeah, exactly. It seems like it was only five months. But, uh, mate, that was, that was great work, and I was very, very happy uh, to be able to contribute towards uh, the round of golf with yourself and – Two other uh, readers um, down at Peninsula Kingswood. I've been in contact with uh, the winner of that, and he is super pumped to get down there when we can. Well, how did uh, how did that go in terms of you know, raising some funds and you know, what we were able to contribute there?
1: Yes, yeah, so the the final amount was just over eight thousand um, dollars, which is you know it's not it's not uh, sheep stations, but um, we were, we we're glad to be able to contribute, and I think um, the the generosity and, um, the spirit of the golf community was the most touching thing to come out of that. I actually, um, was pretty amazed sort of, Eric came on board as well and, and donated a similar round over in, um, in LA at, um, uh, Roger. Roger Canyon. Roger, yeah. Um, so that was, that was really cool. And, uh, and Seamus golf, um, created a custom head cover for us as part of the auctions. Um, someone donated their copy of volume one, which I was amazed at. And, uh, and that that went for I think three hundred and eighty bucks or something. So we, and then all the sales from volume six throughout the that month went to towards it as well. So yeah, around eight thousand overall. We've got that money set aside, and we have a plan for how to spend it. Um, we want to do it in, rather than just donating that to a, it's kind of like a wildlife organization or or um, Red Cross or something like that. We actually wanted to spend it in um, more of a direct way um that we could be involved with so we're working on a a project at the moment that um would see that be the case but um i don't want to speak too soon on it Mm -hmm. Uh, i know it has been a while and and we we do tend to do things a bit slowly here at caddy but um yeah we've got that money set aside and um we're we're just um kind of formulating how exactly we'll um spend it we want to we want to not only spend it um in a direct manner but also um hopefully by bringing the um kind of caddy lens to that um yeah. to how that is spent to amplify the the impact of that so yeah working on that at the moment and that we think that'll um be in place for volume nine and we can report back
0: well mate i was i was wrapped to be able to help uh, in a even very 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 small way and um i commend you on the work that you did and keep doing on that, and I'm sure it'll be great. Mate, Lofted, the coffee table book, it's sensational. It's available via all of those means that we spoke about earlier on in the podcast. Amazon, in your shops, yep, yeah, we'll get a photo of it. It's beautiful. Look at it. It even looks beautiful on the, on the screen here, mate. Uh, August 5th, it's out. It's published by Hardy Grant. It is um, a must have. I've got my little small collection of golf and architecture magazines over to my left, which I look on, and it's going to sit there uh, when it's not out on the coffee table, and it will be very, very, very often looked at. Well done to the team, to yourself. I'm glad that it's not, uh, you haven't gone rogue and, and left the band, so to speak. And, you know, when I saw William Watt on the front, I, th- I thought it might have been like a, you know, like a, I can't even think of a band, but a band like project where Will's gone, you know, in a, in a little. Uh, separate entity, but no, it's still a very much a team collaboration and uh, huge congratulations to the team, mate. I appreciate you coming on giving me the opportunity firsthand to see the book uh, early and secondly, to be able to talk to you and sit down and, and chat about it. I really do appreciate you as always, mate, as always.
1: Thanks so much, Ross. It's been awesome to chat to you. Thanks for having me on again and um, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. I'm sure we've got some uh, some rollback um, discussions in – floating around at the moment with uh, Bryson bombing it all over the place and uh, wreaking havoc over there. So um, I think Matt's keen to have a chat with you about that as well. So hopefully it won't be too long till we, till we meet again. And, um, yeah, as I said, it's um, something we're very proud of and um, can't wait to get it out there.
0: Mate, right. I can't wait to catch up with you again. Yes, Matt Mollica is keen to talk about rollback and, uh, and that's another time that we'll be able to get together. And I'll see you down at Peninsula Kingswood for the round, hopefully sooner rather than later. Mate, keep well. And thanks for joining us. Thanks, Ross.